Welcome back to the Fahey Files on what makes the Capitol work or not. We launched this podcast in 2019 talking about incredible change makers in the Capitol region. This year in 2020, given the upheaval in all of our lives due to COVID and more, the theme for this year's series is about connectivity and how we are connecting to others in this time of chaos. And that's at the macro and the micro level. How are we coping? How are we staying better connected to our constituents as well as connected to our family as we learn to cope through these times? So today, I couldn't be more pleased to have the Honorable Carolyn McLaughlin, who I've known for many, many years. Her bio is extensive, but we want to get into the, the podcast itself. Uh, let me briefly say she is currently uh, on the Albany County Legislature, but prior to that, she has been the Albany City Council President. She has been an Albany City Council member, as well as the Albany County Democratic Party Chair. And that's just the briefest bio we could possibly give. This is a woman uh, who her and her family have been as rooted in Albany's history as probably any local family. So, uh, welcome. Thank you, uh, Honorable Carolyn McLaughlin, for joining us today. And you immediately came to mind uh, when I started to think about how are we connecting in these times of chaos. Uh, you mentioned some personal stories on, on how you're taking care of uh, better health uh, and your walks in Lincoln Park. Uh, but at the same time, you've managed to be incredibly visible to your community as well. So, we can start with the macro or the micro uh, on, on how you have stayed connected um, uh, again and how you've coped during these times of chaos. Carolyn, which, uh, whichever you'd like to start with, we welcome well, hearing we'll from you. We'll just see how it flows, Assemblywoman. I really um, appreciate you including me in this awesome conversation. And I know that people have, be have begun to be very creative in how they stay connected to people. And I think we've all taken a new lesson in technology and in this whole Zoom world. Um, I started out really um, a little anxious about Zoom, but the more it happens, uh, the easier it becomes. So I must say first and foremost, um, in terms of doing all the work that we do professionally, we have to use Zoom. We haven't been, I haven't been in a meeting with colleagues since um, um, February. And, um, but we're still getting things done. We're still getting things done. And that's what, I, you can still be effective um, doing your work and meeting the needs of the people through Zoom. Because I can't touch you, I can't be in a room with you, but we can still have conversation like we're having right now and making decisions like we have to make every day because the world is still spinning. Um, uh, so in that regard, continue to use, learn more about Zoom, how to get on Zoom with someone else, then had to learn how to use Zoom myself, which I found challenging in the beginning. I'm with you on that. <laughs> you know, I set up a meeting. Next thing I know, I'm the only one there. So yeah. what happened? You know, I thought I invited five people. Where are they? Uh, but I didn't hit some button. So, uh, but that's just the trial and error of it. So I've learned how to do that. And that keeps me connected with 
not only constituents and colleagues, but with family. Um, we began to have family Zoom meetings on a regular basis. And if I can interject, that is one of the, I think, um, transformative effects. Uh, we've all talked about so many negative parts of COVID and how much it, the upheaval it's created in all of our lives, publicly and prof professionally and personally. Uh, but but on certain ways, I think we've we've taken advantage of some of this to stay more connected. And and one thing that uh, the reason. Um, uh, you immediately came to mind is that you have just in your bio alone, you've had to constantly uh, reinvent yourself and you've stayed as active throughout the years uh, and regardless of the setbacks and the entire world has had a setback this year. So talk to us about, uh, about how you've done that with your colleagues as well as your constituents, whether it's Zoom or other ways. Well, I know um, once the weather changed after we went into the pandemic, the official pandemic in March, and then the weather began to change in April, I started walking because those first few weeks where you kept saying, well, it'll be over next week. We're just going to be locked down for two weeks. Then another week came, then another week came, and another week, schools closed and all of that. And so I was did very well staying in the house. I enjoy my own company, I will tell you that. I do enjoy it. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very good company. We love that about you. <laughs> but and then I decided, well, I have to get out. I used to go and just get in my car and take a ride. And then I'd come back home. Then I started walking. And I've been walking since late March. I've walked off 30 pounds. Okay, that part I didn't know, but it makes me even, it reinforces more of why we wanted you. Uh, that's, and by the way, I need to interject my favorite line under COVID. The safest place to be is outdoors because that fresh air uh, and that walk, that exercise, 30 pounds is nothing short of remarkable. Go ahead. And I remember you saying that to me when we were at the event in the park announcing the new the work that's going to be done in Lincoln Park. And you said this is the safest place we can be is outside. And so I get out. I have three women I walk with, no more, um, because we don't want to create a situation. So we walk every morning. We go out between 7.30 and 8 o'clock, and we walk to about 9. And when, when the weather gets too cold, we go inside Empire State Plaza, and you know there's a trail mapped out in there, in the Empire State Plaza. I did not. You're a wealth of information. This is extraordinary. Go ahead. They have three routes that you can do in there. One is a half a mile, one is a mile, and one is a mile and a half. And you go all down in the nooks and crannies. You go, it's like you're walking outside, but you're on the ground. And um, so we do that, like I did that this morning. Um, and we go Monday through Friday. And some of us go on the weekends, but I usually, I do at least five or six days a week. And it has gotten into my mind that if I don't go, I'm not going to be a happy person. And it's by, the, by three o'clock, it will affect me that I didn't go walk today. And I am determined that um, I may not go as far, but I got to get at least three miles in. And then I find myself, if I don't get my 10,000 steps, which is a minimum for me for a day, I will walk through the house and jump up and down and just do walk in place. If I'm at like 9,500, I got to get 500 more steps in. So before I get in the bed, I will stand there and just jump up and down till I get that 10,000 minimum. 
it's, it's up here now. It is in my mind and it translates into how my body feels and how I feel mentally and emotionally. It really does affect you emotionally. Uh, you know, I've had to, I sat on the couch a little bit those first couple of weeks too, and the, my gym had closed and uh, the upheaval. I will say I started walking and then I started running, but the research, the, the brain research on um, uh, our health tied to exercise is just extraordinary. And, and what you're saying is, is amazing. Uh, the, the, you know, it is in some ways that's the internal extra uh, connectivity to our brain that you are emotionally feeling better when you're out in the park nature the the connectivity to nature the research is really caught up and i do think it's been a um mislabeled uh, when you hear elected officials say stay home or stay at home orders this it really is uh it gives you the vitamin d too you get that sunlight when you're outside which is so critical and many say it helps prevent covid so or helps us um doesn't prevent covid that that doesn't come out um but it helps us to build our health and our immune system that that vitamin d so everything you're saying and the fact that now you miss it when you don't i i oh. love it you're you're putting in more steps than me most days carolyn and if i don't get out by 10 o'clock I, for some reason, someone will say, oh, I can't go right now. Can you go later? And if it gets past 10 o'clock, I'm like irritable because I'm, I'm supposed to be back home by 10. And inevitably, if something will happen and that person who I'm waiting for at 10 will call in at quarter to 10, oh, I can't go. And then you've messed up my whole day because I'm supposed to be gone and back by now. So I try to um, make sure that I get it within the time frame that I need. Another thing, I've discovered different areas of Albany County. I've discovered different trails um, that I go on. The, the, the new trail down on, uh, the extension of the trail down on um, South Pearl Street, the trail that goes into Slingerlands. I went all the way to East Greenbush the other day and found out this, that trail over there can take you all the way to Kingston if you want to walk. Oh, that's part of the Empire State Trail, yes. the new Empire State Trail, and the um, the connector between the uh, Albany County Rail Trail, the, the one downtown. Uh, you're giving huge shout outs to, you know, my love of biking and, and trails. I, um, we did a whole promotion on that in the summer as well about, about being outside. Yeah. And, and it's just, I mean, so if I'm mentally more um, connected and stable with myself, then it, it's easier for me to have conversations with you or my constituents about things that they're dealing with because my head is clear. Um, and I've had the opportunity um, to make sure that I'm taking care of myself so that I'm not irritable or, um, and not able to listen to you more clearly as to what your needs are. I know the needs are great. People um, are, are, are suffering. I also spend a lot of time over the, over the summer, I was very active in the food giveaways. I would go and help out in the food distributions at the various locations around um, the city. And that's where I got a chance to see people and, you know, um, and find out what was going on with them and making sure that people were fed because that is a need that is continuing to grow. And um, I, if I, I would go and help hand out stuff to the cars of people coming in, or I would load up my car with um, packages and deliver them to people. Um, so 
that was another way for me to stay connected because you can't go to door to door, you can't go house to house, but wherever you get a chance to see people um, and to show that you're still out there thinking about them, um, trying to address their needs made me feel like I was useful even in their midst. Of so, you stayed, so you stayed connected by being visible outdoors, safest place, uh, by being outdoors, but also I think uh, again, the research shows a, a, a coping mechanism in this chaos is giving back and helping others. And so I know we all we all have our COVID stories, right? And how much it has created such upheaval in our lives. But again, uh, the research is showing the more we focus on others and helping others, I have to assume it helped you on some of the toughest days of this by, by involving yourself and huge credit to you for involving yourself in these food programs that the community, staying connected to our community and the, what the community did is just extraordinary. And I should interject as well, uh, we are, meeting with and um, interviewing Carolyn McLaughlin, our Albany County legislator, uh, uh, also lives in Albany. Uh, we live in the city here. And I should add, uh, since you mentioned food programs, a part of this series is also going to include Pete Gannon with the United Way of the Capital Region, who really uh, hit home runs with his food programs, among many other things. So uh, another, that's another great way of explaining the importance of connectivity. Uh, tell us a little bit more, let's go back to your family and how you did this connectivity on a micro level. You mentioned you live alone. So it's important, aside from those walks each day, uh, I found family has really helped me through the most trying times of COVID. Tell us how you've done this. I know what a large family, you and I both come from very large families. Yeah, and initially, um, I mean, I have one sister well, that has um, some underlying issues. I haven't been in her home since March. I've not been in her house. Wow. And um, back in the summer, I went over to, you know, thought I was coming in the house. She brought a lawn chair out and sat it out in the front of the house, and we sat in front of the house. And no subtle hint, right? No subtle yeah, hint. Right. I've, I've had others do that, say, don't even think about coming in. <laughs> no, she just brought out the chair. I said, I'm not going, no. And then, um, uh, and just recently, after thank day after Thanksgiving, she had some food I wanted that she cooked, and I go over to get it. And I, and I said, I can't believe you're not letting me in your house. She handed me a plate out the door. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but it's I have a like couple that. siblings like that, too. And, and I think the governor would commend them strongly. So uh, <laughs> governor would be very proud of your sister. And uh, God knows that's the reason we've kept the rates so low, although I know they're, they're turning up now. But go ahead. I have to tell you a story this summer when we were, all the protests were taking place after the George Floyd um, killing. And um, I, there was a protest, I live downtown Albany. My brother-in-law, no, I somehow I got uptown and it, there was a protest at Livingston and Henry Johnson Boulevard. Somehow I made my way up there, I don't know, remember now. I think my oldest brother took me, then he left because I wanted to stay. So my brother-in-law and my sister who wouldn't let me in her house, they are there, and I'm saying I'm ready to go. They would not let me in their car. They, okay. I walked home. I walked home, and I was talking on my iPhone while I'm walking, telling people what I've been doing. Five people called to give me a ride home or text me while I'm walking. <laughs> 
I said my sister would not let me in her car, but I understood it because at that time it was the beginning stages and you know, I had masks and all that other kind of stuff, but she is so precautious and her, her bubble is so small. It's just her and her husband. And, but since then we've, I've at least gotten in the car. I haven't gotten in the house, but I've gotten in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so she's let up a little bit, but, but you know, in many bit. ways, kudos to her. We now know as long as the windows have been open, you would have probably been okay. Uh, but she is one of the reasons why New York was able to bring the, um, the, the rates down. But tell me, I, I think uh, initially when people were doing that to me, or um, when we, the fear that built in, I, I think we all had to learn new coping mechanisms yes. and not to be offended. So a part of it, it was you had already become a walker. So I guess you didn't mind that walk home, though I'm still impressed because I assume it was at night and that's not always easy uh, as a woman. Oh, no, it was in the woman. afternoon. I don't do that. It was. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we've, you know, the walking, I've, I've run into that as well. And I have a couple of sisters who have been extremely cautious. Uh, tell yes. me uh, how, you know, again, you can't help but be offended at first, but we've all had to cope. So yeah, go ahead I mean, on that. I think I did. I got a little sensitized to it at first. And then I realized, because I know what we all deal with. And, I, and her children who live in D.C., uh, we were going somewhere and I said, we're going for a walk. Initially, they wouldn't let their mother go for a walk with us. She said, let her walk in the yard. Tell her make some laps around the yard. She's not going anywhere. This is her daughter saying from DC, mommy is not going anywhere. So, uh, but I, I, I understood it. And so gradually now, um, her and her husband, they go for walks. And, and, and so she, she loves walking in Lincoln Park. She walks there as well. And, and I assume she got the idea from you. Did she get yes. the idea from you? Yes, she so either walks around her area, but she loves Lincoln Park. We do those laps, and I rediscovered Lincoln Park because initially I was going out to the crossings, I was going on the Corning Preserve, I and then I said, "Oh my God!" Right around the corner, literally, is Lincoln Park. So I started walking, and over the summer it just got prettier and prettier, um, and so I I enjoyed it, and I would get up. And I'd be there in the morning and, uh, or, or before it got dark in the evening. And you just see different, begin to see the same people every day. It's almost like your friends, your walking friends indirectly. Because you're all, even if you came by yourself, you see the same people. So it's like we're on the same routine. And Which, by the way, that's a way of connecting. That's another connectivity. Yes. Even seeing the people so it reminds us that, that there are others who are coping and it's a way of connecting even just to be able to greet some folks in the morning, right? Because even, and, and then over the summer, we did a walk for uh, anti-violence walk in the park. A lot of women, I, I got together on a Saturday morning and we walked even in the rain because it rained that Saturday morning. But we were doing like a, a walk for peace, a walk for nonviolence. And we had about 50 women that showed up in the midst of rain and walked around the park and prayed to, to cut back on the violence in the city of Albany. So in, even in our practice of trying to get healthy and stay healthy, we're still doing the work of trying to um, bring people together um, to save our city. So uh, again, Carolyn McLaughlin, our Albany County legislator, what you just talked about is how you brought together something new that you've discovered, the walking, connecting it to serving your constituents, bringing the protests 
right there into the neighborhoods uh, so that people could let out those emotions. And we all rode that emotional roller coaster after the killing of Floyd George. Uh, and it, you let it out in a positive way, uh, showing folks how to connect. And, uh, and again, in a healthy way, we know as a result of those protests, many of which were, went on around the country, we did not see big jumps in COVID rates because most people still kept their masks on. They were outdoors and for the most part, uh, incredibly peaceful, yet it became a, it was in its own way, a coping mechanism. So I love the way that it allowed you to connect with your constituents in such a productive way. Uh, I have to assume most felt better uh, from, from those outlets. Because every, and, and we're at a time where everybody feels like, what can I do? I can't do much. What yes. can I do? But we believe that things happen when women pray. So that's what, that was the um, basis around the prayer walk around the city, around Lincoln Park. But you know, when you're trying to find out what can I do? What can, you can call somebody to see how they're doing. A lot of seniors are stuck at home. They don't go out. So I pick up the phone and try to call people and just say, how are you doing today? Oh, it's so nice to hear from you. Thank you so much for calling. And then I find myself, one day I called somebody and I'm just chatty, chatty, chatty. And then I said, I forgot, I live alone too. So I'm on, <laughs> So when I get on the phone, you know, I want to ch chat with somebody as well. So I understand, um, you know, what that's like. Um, to, 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 to connect emotionally um, and physically and um, just, just mentally with people. And, to, and because sometimes you don't want to always be talking about COVID. You want to laugh a little bit. You want to um, tell a few jokes. So I tell you, yesterday was my brother-in-law's, uh, we celebrated my brother-in-law's birthday on Zoom. And we had people from Florida, um, D.C., Chicago, um, uh, North Carolina, Los Angeles, we're all on Zoom. And in the midst of dealing with a death in the family, we still celebrated life. And we played games, um, we, we, we sang happy birthday, uh, everybody told a little story about my brother-in-law, and he just, he, and it was a surprise. It was still a surprise on Zoom. He just got on, he didn't know that there was 30 people on Zoom. Uh, ready to wish him happy birthday. Another thing we've done over the summer, we had several birthdays. We did drive-bys, brought people balloons and gifts um, when, uh, and, and make noise in their neighborhood, blowing the horns. We did that. So we started having prayer meetings on Zoom. Um, initially, we did that because we knew we weren't going to each other's homes. And so Zoom became our friend. Uh, that's how that's we connected. That's encouraging to hear. I, I often say I have a lot of Zoom fatigue uh, because I do a lot of meetings on Zoom and, and I too have run into my challenges uh, technologically there. But uh, you're giving us lots of ideas and the fact that I have to assume when you had 30 family members on Zoom, those are probably 30 members you could have gone months and months without talking to otherwise. I, I know I've gone through the same in my family. We can go months without talking to some of my siblings, yet Zoom has reconnected us. That and more texting. Yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I, I really believe that in the midst of it all, you got to keep moving. And whatever that um, form that movement takes, um, you, gotta, you can't just sit in the chair and watch... Cause I, and watch TV because you know 
there's nothing socially redeeming on TV. So <laughs> I'm fine. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, that uh, the, the drive-bys, the, the outreach is, um, is, is truly, truly important. And yet we know that so many people are not making that extra effort uh, and uh, isolation and loneliness is reaching epidemic proportions yes. in this country. So we have to find ways. Let's go back to uh, give us a, give us another piece on the uh, Albany County Legislature. Tell us a little bit how you've stayed connected there and are your meetings on Zoom as well through the legislature? Yes, they are. Our committee meetings are on Zoom, our um, caucus meetings, and then we have our um, monthly meeting, which actually is tonight. And so we, we, I get to see my colleagues quite a bit on Zoom and then um, with our committee meetings. And then we have other task forces that are in play. Um, so you get to see people pretty regularly. And then other um, ancillary groups that I'm a part of, we also community groups, people, groups that have popped up because people want to talk about what's going on regarding the pandemic and how can we help um, assist the community more and more. And all those meetings take place on Zoom. And I've met people that I probably would have had a hard time interacting with up to this point. But I've met more and more people who are doing things in the community and want to do all the more now in the midst of the pandemic. So I, it has been, um, I, I think I'm trying to find the positive that has come out of this. And every, every cloud has a silver lining. And I think we're building that silver lining right now um, because people are being creative and doing things that, and are being challenged to do things that they probably wouldn't have done before. You couldn't get me outside walking below 60 degrees, but now I've been out there when it's in the thirties. And, but before, oh no, I don't go before four, below 40 degrees. Oh no, 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 no. But now I'm like, I don't care. Oh, it's not bad. It's only, it's 37. So I can't, you know. I, I went out for a run this morning and it was in the high 20s and I, I, I didn't go out with a lot of enthusiasm, but I always feel better afterwards, as you just said. So um, uh, I never thought that's one positive thing for me. I love your positive attitude your flexibility. I think we've all had to learn to be flexible to really transform ourselves. Uh, and again, um, uh, Carolyn, I can't say enough uh, just how impressed I am with uh, how you have made the most of this. Um, tell me, what, what do you think will be one of the more positive changes that when COVID is over, uh, what, what do you think you'll keep in addition to the walking that I, I assume? Uh, any other connecting connectivity issues or coping issues that uh, that you think will stay? Well, I think I'm, I'm reading a lot more, and I believe that um, I'm, I'm thinking about going to um, work on a PhD, and I believe that um, and 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 that's I'm going to start that in the midst of the pandemic, and uh, I think that so that's something I've realized that I'm a lifelong learner. I never called myself that, but because I want to take this step. So I will continue to stretch. And, and I found out that, you know, just because you retire or you think you're retired or you're sitting um, at home, not so. If, as long as you can put one foot in front of the other, as long as you can speak, as long as you can hear, keep moving. And I, and I will continue to move and encourage other people, particularly um, women that are 
you know, in, in my league, as I call it, and uh, to keep moving and never stop moving, never stop learning and find a way to um, do what's best for you so that you can be your best for someone else. Well, uh, again, this is Carolyn McLaughlin, uh, the, um, the Albany County legislator uh, and, and many, many, uh, many, many other uh, hats that you have worn. Uh, I think uh, you are an inspiration and what you've said is, is something we should all embrace. Uh, part of this lifelong learning is about keeping our bodies as well as our minds active. And, and I think that is a critical lesson from COVID. So again, this is the Fahey Files, um, what makes the New York Capitol uh, work or not. And this is a, a, a key part of our new series on connectivity in this time of chaos. You have completely exemplified it professionally and personally, uh, and love the way you have uh, uh, just embraced uh, this change, this upheaval on, um, uh, on such a uh, multiple levels here to make sure that it works for your community as well as for yourself. So- Well, I appreciate you connecting with me and including me in this. And it just inspires me all the more to do what I need to do for myself so that I can do more for those that um, are looking to me to continue to be a voice for them and to move things forward in our community and to prepare the next generation of women that are going to do this work. Um, because we're not doing it just for now, we're doing it for the future. Carolyn, one of the reasons your name had been on my list for a while is that your enthusiasm comes right across and uh, I hope will be uh, picked up throughout this podcast. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, keep doing what you're doing for the community and uh, for connecting with all of us. You, you really are an inspiration. Thank, thank you. you. Happy holidays and, the holidays and all the best to your family. Thank you.